It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. I met Mano Hunt over a year ago in a clubhouse chat about quilting. I was thrilled to finally get to chat with her. Mano is grateful to have the opportunity to do something that she's passionate about, to share that passion with the amazing people she has met along the way, and honored to quilt for them and to be part of their journey. Mano, thank you so much for joining me on A Quilter's Life. What a pleasure to be here today with you, Paula. Thank you so much for having me. Uh-huh. It's been a little while trying to get you on the show, so I'm so excited to interview you. Before we start with where were you born and raised, I found out I was pronouncing your name wrong to begin with, with the spelling of M-A-N-O-N. Tell us how you pronounce your name. I just love it. And is that a different language or where did your name come from? So it is a French name. And the reason that it tends to be difficult for many is that the N is silent and it's not a sound that is learnt in the English language. So it's Manon. I often say it's Manon with the O at the end. That's great. I love hearing how people's name came about. So tell me, where were you born and raised? So I grew up in Orleans, which is now a city just outside of Ottawa in Ontario, Canada. Orleans, of course, being in the U.S., I think New Orleans. So was New Orleans named after your Orleans? I'm really not sure. I'm really not sure. Quite possible. Share a special childhood memory. So that would be spending the summer at our trailer on the lake. From the moment I got up in the morning until pretty much my head hit the pillow. So until it was dark, I was exploring. It was always an adventure, right? That feeling of freedom and all the people that I met and the friendships that were made. It was just such a wonderful time. And then when my kiddos came along, I was just so grateful for the opportunity to do the same for them. And we were able to spend our summer days at our family cottage. Can you tell me about your employment or higher education? Well, I've been quilting now for, well, the last 20 plus years. But before that, I was a travel agent. I just love adventure. And I think that might have started from the summer days, right, of loving that adventure. Then I ended up in the tech industry as a travel manager. And being in the tech industry, there was just so many opportunities. And when an opportunity came up to transfer in the finance department, I said, sure, I'll give it a try. And I did credit and collection for a long time. A lot of people like, oh, who would like a job in credit and collection? And really, once I knew the game, because that's what it was, it was pretty fun. It was very rewarding. Collections can be a hard job, but when you're actually helping people, that can be fun. 
So how did you get to where you are now from where you were born and raised? So now we live in a small town by the name of Tweed. We're pretty much centered between Toronto and Ottawa. This is my husband's hometown. And when our kiddos came along, he wanted to come home. And since I could pretty much work from anywhere, so we moved. And that's how we ended up here. It's great to be around family, too. Absolutely. Besides quilting, are there other crafts that you do or you've done in the past? Well, I have tried knitting, crochet, sewing clothing, cross-stitch, rug hooking. And if you notice, I said tried. (laughs) And this is quite a funny story because my mom, who has pretty much done every craft out there, Knitting, needlepoint, stained glass, painting, sewing. She made a lot of our clothing growing up. She even made my grad dress and she's done pretty much all of it and is an absolute beautiful artist. And so when I was young, she would encourage me to also try all these crafts. So I would. And I remember when I knit my first scarf, I finished my scarf. It was a beautiful scarf. It was red. It was beautiful. And I thought, okay, I know how to do that. So I unraveled the entire scarf. I rolled it back up, rolled up the yarn back up into a ball, and I put it back in the basket. And then my mom was like, what what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And I said, well, I know how to do it. So I put it away. And then the same thing when I made my first pair of pajama pants. Well, I know how to do that. So I moved on to something else. I remember also my mom bought me a little rug hooking kit. And she bought all the tools, the wool, everything. And I made the rug. And then when I was done, I gave her back the tools. And I said, okay, I know how to do that. My poor mom must have been just so discouraged with me. Because, you know, at the time, I would rather go outside in my pretty little dress and my ball cap and my rubber boots and go and play in the mud. I'm just picturing this darling little girl in her dress and rain boots hopping in the muddy puddles. Do you have other hobbies? Well, I love spending time with my kiddos. So in the winter, we ski. And in the summer, well, we like to spend it either at the cottage or traveling. Uh, One summer, we traveled from one swim hole to the next just to see how many we could find. There are so many beautiful little treasure spots around. We're very, very fortunate. I also love to ride my motorcycle. I'm a motorcycle rider. Since I got my license, I've been riding a motorcycle which really we haven't done a whole lot in the last few years because we have two motorcycles and three kiddos. So that didn't work out at the time. But, you know, now they're getting a little older and we'll be able to start up going out and taking trips on them again. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, that could be a fun family event. Well, now that our son has his license, he'll be able to get his bike, and then my girls, they can hop on the back and we can travel as a family. So I'm really looking forward to that, sharing that experience with them. Oh, yeah. 
I'm trying to picture how this would work. Because my next question is, do your hobbies show up in your quilting? So do motorcycles show up in your quilting? (laughs) Well, maybe not the motorcycle, but much of my inspiration comes from nature. I find that when you're traveling on a motorcycle, you just seem to be more aware of your surroundings. I mean, for safety reasons as well, but you just see all the buildings and all the shapes and all the different colors. So as I said, most of my inspiration comes from nature, not only the spectacular colorways that Mother Nature is always providing us, but also the shapes that we see in nature, like the curl of a leaf or how objects relate to each other. And I'm constantly doodling these shapes for free motion quilting designs. Wow, that would make cool quilting designs. That is really neat. Tell me about who introduced you to quilting. Well, that would be my mama. I can remember playing with the scrap basket under the frame. It seemed like she always had a quilt on the frame. That would have been something that I would have tried when I was younger. But it wasn't really until my early 20s that I was inspired to create a quilt. So I called up my mom and I asked her, do you have any supplies I can use? I'm going to make a quilt. That's what I said to her. I'm going to make a quilt. Not how can I make a quilt or can you show me how to make a quilt or how does this happen? Nope, I'm making a quilt. So do you have supplies? Because I'm making a quilt. (laughs) I bet she was so happy to get that call from you. Well, at first she said, This is kind of a funny part. I remember the conversation and she paused for quite a long time and said, where is my daughter and what have you done with her? (laughs) And the rest is history. And that's the one that stuck. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a quilt you made or that someone else made, do you have a favorite quilt? Oh, Paula, that is a tough one. I love them all. I truly do. But if I had to pick just one, I'm always saying how I love my first quilt. All plaids, I made it out of all plaids, yes, for a first quilt. But why I think that I love it so much is because it really shows me how far I've come and all of the progress that I've made. And I really think that it's important to keep our first quilt, to remind us of that. I love that, but it's a little too late for me to go back and ask for that first quilt back. (laughs) What tool are you so happy that you have to use? Well, aside from my gamo, my long arm quilting machine, Anyone hanging around here knows that I am not into pinning. I just don't do pins, except for borders. That's the only time I will pull out my pins is for borders. So I would have to say that my favorite tool is my tailor's all or the stiletto. It's like a second hand to me, and it saves me from having to pin. So that's a huge bonus. But since I was introduced to this tool, it's really made a big difference in my piecing. Do you have a video on using that tool? 
So I use this tool every time I piece. So in pretty much every video that you see me piecing, you'll see me using the tool as well. Great. Thank you. With all the parts of the quilting process, some people like each step along the way and some people look forward to a specific step. Is there a specific step or do you like each step along the way? Oh, I love them all. I really love it all. And I'm always sharing with my students to enjoy the process because each stage really has something to offer. You know, the design, it's the excitement of something new, selecting fabrics. And then the piecing stage is so wonderful to see how your work is starting to come together. And then the quilting, well, the quilting, this might be my favorite, favorite part. But I love how it transforms your top into a quilt. And then the binding stage, well, it's that satisfaction of putting that last stitch in and that feeling of accomplishment so that now you can enjoy your quilt or gift it or really enjoy it. I guess if I had to pick just one, I would say that I probably have a soft spot for free motion quilting. That's like playing for me. There are absolutely no rules. And that's why it's called free motion, right? And I love looking at a quilt and thinking, oh, I'm going to try this on this one, or this design would look really great on that quilt. Maybe this is what I'll quilt on this one. It's just really fun for me. It's just playing and trying new ideas. And I really love the unlimited possibilities of what you can create with thread. And you do beautiful work on your quilt. So that is. Really cool. Thank you. Share your worst quilting experience. (laughs) Well, one of my favorite lines around here is there are no mistakes in quilting, only creative opportunities. And I feel that that applies to life in general as well, right? There is always a way to figure things out. There is. One of the first quilts I made, it was like a storybook, but I used the blocks and it was trains. And when I quilted it, flipped it over and it ended up looking like train tracks. So my friend called that a happy coincidence. That is neat. (laughs) I love it. It's so fitting. (laughs) Why do you think you keep making quilts rather than spend your time on something else you might enjoy? There's just something about quilting that I find very therapeutic. I can get lost for hours. The kids remind me of that when they're asking for supper. (laughs) Uh, But it really nourishes my creativity. Even just petting fabric, which I think I'm not alone in that, is very soothing and it's just very calming. Mm Mm-hmm. Who do you usually make your quilts for when you're not working on customer quilts? Family, friends. I've been commissioned to make quilts as well. And really for me, I make them for me because I love creating and I love learning or trying something new, always improving my skills. I also have a special place in my heart for little preemie quilts that I donate to our local hospitals. 
And this started way back when I had my quilt shop, my brick and mortar store. A lovely lady had approached me and asked if I'd be interested in creating quilts for preemies. Small quilts, usually about 24 inches in size. And I thought, wow, that is such a great idea. So I opened up the classroom for the weekend and we would do like assembly line quilting. We would have a group of ladies cutting and some were piecing and some were pressing and quilting. And we would finish these little quilts and it was just so much fun. We would make as many as we could and then donate them. And after that, we just continued that on several times a year. And it was just really such a great feeling to give. But it wasn't until my twin girls were born, as they were born prematurely. And when I walked into the NICU, that's the neonatal intensive care unit. And when I saw their tiny, tiny little bodies wrapped in a quilt, Paula, it was the most absolute, most amazing feeling. They are safe. They are wrapped in love. It was just incredible. And it was at that moment that I truly understood the power of how one little preemie quilt, and in my case, two little preemie quilts, could bring such comfort and what this could mean for a new mom. And I just had this overwhelming feeling that everything is going to be okay. And that's the power of quilting, right? Sharing and giving that opportunity to lift someone else up and to bring them joy. I guess that's why I also quilt. That's great. There are so many opportunities to reach out and help with our quilting. And that is a wonderful story. Thanks for sharing that. What are you working on right now? So right now I have a skill builder block of the month on the go. It's just so amazing to see everyone working together. I just love working on a project with others through block of the months and things like that, because it's just fun to see the creativity and the progress that my students are making. So it's fun to work together on that. And that's what I'm working on. Nice. Can you describe your sewing space? Ah, that is how I feel every time I step into my studio. I've waited a long time for this beautiful space, right? From spare bedrooms to different basements. When we built our home a few years back, I carved out a beautiful space to house my 14-foot table with big windows and really a beautiful view. Now I'm curious about that beautiful view. What do you get to look out on? Our backyard is all trees. It's nature. We have a large, large maple tree. It's probably over 100 years old. It's absolutely spectacular. And then behind that, it's all treed as well. So we get to see Mother Nature in action at all seasons. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm so grateful. Cool. Share a quilting tip. Oh, there are just so many, so many. This one I learned from my grandma. And really, I live by her advice. And I guess it's more advice than a tip. But I like to share this with as many and as often as I can. And that is to never pass up the opportunity to learn something new. 
And there's a whole story about that, but that's my mom's story to share. (laughs) But that is what I love about quilting, right? There are so many ways to achieve the same end result. So I like to encourage to always keep learning because if something is not working for you, there is likely another way to do it. I like to think about my lefties, right? Just by changing the blade to the other side, what a difference that can make. And a lot of new quilters don't realize that this can be done. So pick up as many tips as you can and keep trying new things until you find what works best for you. There's so many amazing quilters out there that are coming up with ideas or hacks or maybe something that you've never heard of before that will help you. And at the end of the day, you have to do what works for you, right? And don't be too hard on yourself, right? We are always our worst critics. Keep learning, have fun, and really enjoy the process. That's a great tip. Thank you. Before we start talking about your business, I saw on Instagram that you posted a quilt show not too long ago at a church that had 110 quilts. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, that was absolutely fabulous. What a fabulous show. So one of our local quilters belongs to the church and they're raising funds for a new elevator for their church. And she thought this would be a great way to help with that and also celebrate the local talent. So she did an absolute fabulous job of organizing and getting the show running. And it was just so wonderful to see all these beautiful, beautiful quilts and displayed so wonderfully to be able to go out again and see people and to be able to talk with quilters again. It was such a wonderful event. It looked great with all those quilts over the pews. She did a good job. Describe how you went from having quilting as a hobby and it becoming a business for you. Well, one day my mom found out that there was a new guild starting in our area and she asked if I would like to go with her. Uh, Yes. (laughs) So when our guild grew from a dozen or so members at our first few meetings to like 80 new members at the next meeting, I knew there was a need. So I called some fabric companies and asked them, you know, how can I get some fabric? How long will it take for me to get all this fabric? And not too long after that, I signed my first lease for my first brick and mortar. I just jumped in because who doesn't want to be surrounded by fabric all day long? That's the way to do it. Jump in with both feet. And what is the name of your business and how did you come up with this name? So the name of my business is Mom and Me Quilting Co., And this goes back to my summer days at our trailer. We had two boats. We had a family boat and then we had the white boat. And the white boat was just for my mom and my grandmother. And I never really understood why they needed their own boat. Or why sometimes they left with the fishing line and other times with their knitting baskets. 
And it wasn't until I was older that I realized that it was time for them. It was their quality time, just the two of them, mother and daughter. And that stuck with me. And so when it was time to name my business, the name of the boat was Mom and Me. And so I thought, what a great way to honor the two most important women in my life, my constant cheerleaders. So that's where it came from. That's wonderful. Was your grandmother still alive when you started your business? Unfortunately, no, she was not. I bet your mom loves the name, though. Yes, she does. When I brought the idea of naming my business that, she was very honored. It was a good feeling all around. It would be. That's so nice. When did you start offering courses? Pretty much when... I opened my shop. I started with the Learn to Quilt course, which is now my signature course. I just love sharing everything I've learned along the way, all the tips that we talk about, right? All the tips. And most importantly, I love seeing those aha moments from my students. It sounds like you started teaching in your shop and then went online, or did you always just teach online? Well, it started in my shop. Every quarter we'd have the newsletter go out with the new courses. It was always so exciting. And then when we moved, I had sold the store at this time. Then we moved and word got out that I was a quilter in the new area. And so I was asked to teach at our local library. And that was so much fun as well. And then it evolved to online so that I could share and serve more quilters. And what I love about the online space is that it gives students access to review the videos whenever they need it. And that is gold. It is. It's so easy to see it once and forget. So that review will be wonderful. So back when you started your shop and you decided to offer a course, do you remember? When that very first person signed up. It's funny. We should really celebrate these milestones. So knowing myself, I must have been pretty excited. I do get really excited about things. <laughs> I think that maybe I never really thought about it at the time because it was a continuation of me wanting to share everything about quilting to really anyone who would listen. <laughs> I really felt called to do this. Then you started to design some patterns. Do I understand that correctly? Yes, that's correct. Did you sell those first patterns through your store or has that always been online? So the first pattern I designed was the Learn to Quilt and it's called the Shining Star because all my students are shining stars. That pattern has evolved over time. It was a great learning lesson for me as well. And then after that, I just loved also designing. So many of the patterns were through the shop. And I had a few distributors when I had the shop. It was through distributors as well. And now it's online through my website. And can you describe 
when you saw a pattern you know you had created, but it was made by someone else? I love this. I love it. I love seeing it. I see it a lot in the courses because we're all working on the same pattern or the block of the months where we create together. I love how one pattern, you can have 10, 20, 15, however many creators. And it's like, it's that many patterns. It's like a new pattern. It's so inspiring to me to see how the fabric choice and the placement can change the look of the pattern. It's really so inspiring. Have you experienced seeing someone make one of your patterns and think, I never thought about doing that? That's a great question. I often find myself saying, oh, I need to make one like that. In chatting, you mentioned that you've been able to niche down in the last couple of years. So can you describe where your emphasis in your business is now? So I always have kind of two parts. One is the teaching and one is the long arm quilting. I'm always long arm quilting. I'm long arm quilting for others. That's kind of something that I will do for a very long time. As long as I can do it, I will do it. But I think where I've niched down is teaching beginners. I really, really love teaching beginners. I love seeing how they progress and they can transform from feeling unsure on doing certain parts to really becoming confident in their quilting. And that just lights me up. And I love sharing different tips and different ideas because as I mentioned before, there are so many ways to do the same thing. And what I've learned along the years of teaching is that something may not work for someone, but there's a different idea or a different tip or a different way, and that works. So I love sharing the different ways of achieving the same result so that it can work for them. Very good. Thank you. Tell us where we can find your business. I can be found on the socials, on Facebook and Instagram. Those are the two places I hang out the most. And you can find me under Mum and Me Quilting Co. And on my website as well. I'm Mum and Me Quilting Co. everywhere. And I also have a quilting bee on Facebook where quilters come together. It's a private community and quilters come together and we just share. And I would love to invite you to come. Great. And your links will also be on your episode page on aquilterslife.com. They can always look there if they can't find it otherwise. And Mano, I want to thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me on A Quilter's Life today. I so appreciate hearing your story. Thank you, Paula. It was a pleasure spending time with you today. And thank you so much for having me. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening. Oh,